the canine influenza virus is spreading across the United States. But what exactly is it, and what does it mean for your canine companion? Today, Dr. Amy Shirley joins us to share ways to identify, treat, and hopefully prevent this potentially deadly virus from infecting man's best friend. So let's get started with this bonus episode of The Family Pet Podcast. Welcome into this week's bonus episode of the Family Pet Podcast, a podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe the more you know about pet healthcare, the better pet parent you can be. I'm your host, Michael Shirley, and today I'm joined for our bonus episode by Dr. Amy Shirley, who is here to talk to us about the canine influenza virus. Dr. Shirley, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. So we seem to only have you when there's a disease outbreak in our area, but um, tell us a little bit about the canine influenza virus what it is, and why are we concerned about it? Canine influenza, or dog flu, is similar to when we get the flu. It's a, it's a respiratory infection. There's been two types or two strains identified in dogs. Um, when you look back at the history of it, they both came about in the United States in the early to mid-2000s. Um, one, they think, was a strain that came from horses, and they saw it first in the Greyhound racetrack down in Florida, and then you know, dogs don't have any immunity to influenza, so it spread pretty rapidly across the United States. Um, another strain they think actually came from avian influenza, and um, and now it's pretty much spread through most of the United States. Um, there's been some big outbreaks in different areas like Chicago, um, Florida, and we've recently um, heard about a big outbreak in Birmingham, Alabama, which is pretty close to us, and now we're starting to see some cases in Middle Tennessee, Nashville, Franklin area, um, probably even into our county. As I was getting ready for our podcast today, I, I called the state veterinarian's office to ask them if they had some t- some statistics for me, and they said that canine influenza is not a reportable disease, and therefore they do not have any data um, as far as how many cases are in our area. They also said that it wasn't zoonotic, which means that humans, for our curious pet parents out there, that means that humans can't catch this flu virus from their pets, and nor can we give it to our pets. So, how do we know that we're seeing it in our area? Some of our reference labs can run a respiratory PCR panel, and so they'll test for a lot of different diseases. And so there have been some documented cases that have just been sent to our local you know, reference laboratories. What animals are at most risk for catching the dog flu? Really any dog that's not been vaccinated. Um, you know, you think about with people, you think about small children, you think about older adults, but with canine influenza, you know, it actually will infect a lot of times they're young, healthy dogs, um, completely normal. And some of these dogs go on to get really sick. They can even get pneumonia. Um, most of the time it's self-limiting. You know, it's just a bad respiratory infection, just like the human flu. But a small percentage of dogs will go on and get pneumonia. Some of them require oxygen therapy, more intensive care, and sometimes they even die. You used a term self-limiting. What does that mean, self-limiting? So it's like a virus. So there's not any specific treatment typically um, other than just letting it run its course but often they do require some supportive care so sometimes we'll prescribe things that will help with the cough Um, if they get dehydrated if they get a secondary infection like pneumonia they'll need to go on antibiotics. So tell me you said that this can affect all dogs we see it in young healthy dogs older dogs uh, everything is there anything that increases the risk that our dogs will be exposed to this virus? You know, the dogs that are most at risk are dogs that travel, 
dogs that go to daycare, go to the groomer. If you take your dog out anywhere off your property um, to go to the dog park, do you take them on rides with you to the store, you know, like Home Depot, some of these dog-friendly locations. Um, Also, too, if your dog shares a fence with a dog that does any of those things, you know, they can get it. And so it, it can be transmitted through direct contact with an infected dog, also through contaminated surfaces. In fact, I know a lot of veterinary professionals will bring it home to their pets because it can be on their clothing. I know at Family Pet Health, um, we went through a tray of vaccines for because everybody on our team wanted to make sure that their dogs were protected. Tell us a little bit about the vaccine. How, how effective is it? Um, how often do you have to give it? Tell us what you can about the vaccine. Um, it does provide some immunity, and so if they do get exposed to it, they're much less likely to get sick, also much li- less likely to get complications. And so it is a vaccine that you give um, if the first time they've ever had it, you get a booster in three to four weeks, and then it's an annual vaccine. If it's been longer than 18 months, you need to go ahead and start your dog in the series all over again. So you would do that, basically treat it as if it had never been vaccinated. Dr. Shirley, can you tell us a little bit about the clinical signs? So what are some signs that our dog might have canine influenza? So usually it's a pretty sudden onset of coughing and sneezing. You can also have lethargy. Fever is pretty common with canine influenza, sometimes discharge from the eyes and nose. You mentioned earlier that it was self-limiting and you just let it run its course, but is there anything that we do for the dogs if we do suspect that they have influenza? If the symptoms are mild, then you can just make sure they stay hydrated. You know, if they seem like they're feeling really bad, lethargic, you probably do want to reach out to your veterinarian. They may want to see you as an outpatient um, because it's highly contagious. So they may have a specific protocol to make sure that they don't bring it into the veterinary clinic. They also may go ahead and prescribe symptomatic medication if your dog is coughing a lot. You know, just like if you were sick with the flu, you know, there's there's not a lot of over-the-counter options for dogs, so you may want to talk to your veterinarian about what's safe. If we have one dog that we suspect has canine influenza, what steps do we need to take to make sure that we don't spread it around our house or to, like you said earlier, the neighbor's dog that you share a fence with? Right, so anytime your dog has signs of a contagious respiratory illness, Um, isolation from other dogs may be really important. And sometimes that's up to four weeks that you want to keep them, you know, isolated from other dogs. Dr. Shirley, as we wrap up this bonus episode of the Family Pet Podcast, let's give our curious pet parents out there a summary of like your top, the top things that you want people to know about the canine influenza virus. For our area, we are in the midst of an outbreak. Um, We were speaking with someone who works at the local emergency clinic, and they said they have a whole section of their hospital that's dedicated to isolation, dedicated to just upper respiratory cases. A lot of these dogs are on oxygen. Um, A lot of these dogs are fighting for their life. And so I think that's, you know, one thing I want to emphasize is that your dog can get very, very sick. We've even had some really young, healthy dogs that have passed away from influenza. So I want to recommend that you get your dog vaccinated with the bivalent vaccine, which includes both known strains of dog flu. Also want to recommend that you keep and watch out for any signs or symptoms. If you do see any signs or symptoms, contact your veterinarian. Also keep your dog isolated from other dogs. And also be aware that there are some boarding facilities, some grooming facilities, training facilities that may require the influenza vaccine. So if you hear that, then you know now what that's about. 
Very good. Dr. Shirley, thank you so much for bringing some awareness of the canine influenza virus to our listeners of the Family Pet Podcast. For all of you curious pet parents out there, we hope you've enjoyed this bonus episode of the Family Pet Podcast. And until next time, stay curious. The Family Pet is a podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe that the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. The Family Pet is a production of Family Pet Health, PLLC, and recorded in the studios of Spread the Positive Productions in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The statements made as a part of this show should not be taken as an establishment of any form of a veterinary client-patient relationship. All comments are for entertainment and educational purposes only. You should reach out to your local veterinary partner before taking any action on the things that you've heard here today. We hope that you will share this podcast with a friend, and it would mean so much to us if you would take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Show notes, links, and videos to accompany today's show can be found at thefamilypetpodcast.com. Oh.